this might be a tough decision right now. No, my but team did not just absolutely um, NFL games that were like, right. whoa. I actually don't have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, welcome to Scrum Tone. Uh, we have another guest here on the League of the Wings. 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 The League of the I don't know how I'm going to edit that together, but I think it will work. We can just start over. <laughs> I feel like that's a good solution. <laughs> so this, is this all starting over? Yeah, we're starting okay. over. This is your podcast. Should you introduce it? Yeah, this time? Uh, yeah. I will introduce your podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, uh, League of the Wings. Yes. Uh, we're here for another episode. I brought Caleb Leonza back on as a guest. This is not his podcast. This no. is my podcast. Yes. And I get 75-25. I get 75% of the cut and you get 25% of the cut. No. You're a guest, so oh. you don't get any of the not even for shares, the... actually. Oh. Yeah. You're so just what am I exploited here? right now. What am I here for, then? You're here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this I... isn't your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Titus is in a coma and he won't be co-hosting. Um, oh, I guess we should introduce too because we didn't do this last time. But Josh is joining the League of the Wings. I am. He's playing fantasy football with us. He has no idea what football dang, is, dang. but he is joining us. <laughs> and then before we start off this episode, this episode is going to be about climate change. We are tackling some of the deepest weirded issues in the world and <laughs> this episode is is called climate change but before we do that i want to tell a little story of um my weekend and how <laughs> shitty it was <laughs> okay so it all started last week on wednesday and i went tubing with janet in westchester so it's about an hour and an hour outside of philly I was like, oh, this is going to be nice and relaxing. For the first, like, hour and a half, it was. Mm -hmm. But then... (laughs) (laughs) Janet lost my phone. I mean, it was was both of our faults, but... So, like, I brought my phone, but we bought these, like, waterproof cases to put our phones in. And they have these, like, lanyards where you put around your neck and then hook onto the waterproof, like, baggie. It's not Mm -hmm. really a case. And you can, like, put your keys in and, like phones and stuff mm. so i put it in mine but i didn't forget the lanyard so i was like oh crap i didn't i just didn't bring the lanyard and she was like oh you can just hook it onto mine because she did bring a lanyard right like, to go around her neck for her phone but then she was like oh i can just pop yours on mine because it fit and then like yeah. it popped <laughs> off. It popped yeah. off. <laughs> and, Damn. but it was like it lasted for like an hour and a half and because it was like a two hour tubing ride so it was like it lasted for like most of the ride mm. And it just fell out, and she was like, oh, crap, I lost your phone. So we looked upstream for, like, five minutes, and I'm like, there's ain't no way that Damn. we're finding, like, my phone in this creek. Because it's, right. like, it, it wasn't too wide, but it was wide enough where it was, like, you had to look. And Damn. it was such a long stretch, too, that it, there was no way that we would be finding my phone. So I was like, all right, let's just two bag and cut our losses. Mm-hmm. And then I called my dad and be like, yo, I lost my phone. And he was like, okay. And sh- like, he's been paying insurance on it. And I was like, I'll just get you another phone. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it should be the same phone. Cause it's, it was only, it was like under $200 for a new mm-hmm. phone. 
and I didn't have a phone with me since I lost it, so therefore I couldn't trade it in. Right. And get a, <laughs> get a new phone because you're probably like, why don't you just get a new phone? But it's six hundred dollars more expensive. That's a lot of money. Without the phone, we're and we're college. like, yeah. <laughs> but, and then so my dad was just like, let's just get another one for like two hundred dollars. So I was like, oh, okay, like I, it's a really good phone. I had the Galaxy S nine, and it was like my last one was like. I could have probably had it for another two years. Yeah. And so we got it. And then the next day it came to Janet's house because that's where I was because I was in Lancaster on one because I drove from Westchester to Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And then an insurance company, company dropped off another phone the very next day, which was nice because it was a short duration. And they set yeah. up the phone. And I was like, okay, like I can, I'm going to go on pace to go back to Philly on Saturday, which I was originally going to plan, so it was just from Wednesday to Saturday morning. Mm. That's where I need to stay in Lancaster, and I was like, oh, okay, that should be fine. So, that was Thursday, mm. and then I was like, the phone was working all the way up until the next day on Friday night, so I went to my mom's house. Oh. I was at my mom's house instead of Janet's house this time, but I was spending the night at my mom's house this time, and that's when it started work, like not working. Not functioning, yeah. And it like when I turned it off like normally so like you turn it off and then you just turn it off like normal so like it's like just tr- like you normally turn it off but then like two seconds later it would completely shut off so I had to like turn it on and it takes like two minutes to like reboot it's like restarting your phone and it was happening every like two or three minutes so like my phone wow. was just like not functioning so I was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> so I tried like I at that point when I realized it was like Ten at night, so like we the Verizon store wasn't open, so I was testing what Google had, and that wasn't working because it was put it in safe mode and then reset the cache mm-hmm. on it, and it should fix the problem. And then I tried those two things, and it didn't work. So me and my mom went to the Verizon store the next day. They factory reset my phone and changed some of the settings, and then it worked for like three hours, and then it stopped, and then it started to like <laughs> shut off again. So it's like four four on Saturday, and then so we called the insurance company and be like, "Yo, you guys have another phone because this isn't working," and they're like, "Okay," but then I was like, "Okay, like I should have it like today or tomorrow again." They mm-hmm. should just drive it because what they do is like they send a driver from Verizon and they just drop it off and help you set it up. It's okay. like okay, but on the phone they're like, "We have off on Sundays." Oh, so <laughs> you had to wait the day. Yeah, so I had to. I was. I called them at four on Saturday, but mm-hmm. I had to wait until Monday to get it. And I was waiting at my house until five thirty p.m. So I didn't even get my phone until five thirty p.m. on wow. Monday. And then they shipped it t- this time instead of having someone like come over and set it up for me. And then so I was like, I set it up, and right now it's been about a day since I got the phone, and it's been working fine. But the old phone worked for about a day and a half, then started mm. malfunctioning. So I'm still a little leery on this phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was supposed to leave for Philly Saturday, and I wanted to get back on Saturday because I'm leaving tomorrow again for Lancaster, and then driving to Pittsburgh with Janet because mm. we're going to see the Hello Mega tour. It was just a pain in ass weekend, wow. and I wanted to document it. I know, like, you already heard that story a lot. Yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> new information. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for the sake of the podcast for getting your first yeah. reaction. But I just wanted to document that story because it was just a crazy event. And then I also went tubing with my dad and his, fian- his fiance and her son, too. Mm. So... Yeah, so we went tubing again on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of ironic. I was just like basically like 
Don't bring anything. No phones. No phones. No phones. And then yeah. we only lost sunglasses that time. Uh, so it was worth. But wow. instead of the one in Westchester, we went close to my old house in Lancaster at, called mm. Sickman's Mill. And yeah. What's the, what's the place? Sickman's Mill. Sickman's Mill? Yeah. Like Sickman's <laughs> Mill. Okay. I don't know why I said that. But wow. the recent, I know I'm like ranting, but like I just want to document no, all this because like I want to tell like a little story with. Uh, my life Your to life. document on podcast. Yeah. But a little Nova sites note, the Sickman's mill added uh their own owners sold the place and then new owners came and they mm-hmm. added a bar this time hey. called Jimmy's Place. And that made it just add booze anywhere and it will <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that'll get five stars. <laughs> yes. Because there was, like, ten times more people there than I've right. ever seen. Because that's, like, Sickman's Mill was, like, a go-to spot to tube. Because that yeah. was, like, the only place there to tube in Lancaster or in Pequot. Mm-hmm. And since the addition of, like, the bar, like, ten times more people have come there now. Wow. And it was, like, crowded. And it was insane. Yeah. Damn. But next episode, I'll do a tubing place hey. review on Westchester. You know Sickman's you know what I took away? I took away two things from this story. What's that? Um... Like you said, add booze and yes. <laughs> instant five stars. Yeah. The second thing, if you had gotten an iPhone, that wouldn't have happened. So you're telling me <laughs> I'm just saying. that it would flow out of the just water saying. and back into the... No, water. I'm saying the new phone oh, that you yeah, got, yeah. if you got an iPhone, yeah, okay, uh-huh. probably malfunction because you didn't uh-huh. get an iPhone. Yep, okay. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go into this argument because it would be like a two-hour right. argument. Yeah. But you haven't won this. Just, just because you're acting all cheeky, cheeky and sigh over there doesn't mean that you've won this phone I, argument. There's how can I win something that's already been won? I yeah. don't understand. I, I'm sorry that there's you, no battle, you um, no are brainwashed and go right when everyone else is going right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry that you, you go with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that's a bad thing? Sometimes you got to jump off the bridge with the rest of the crowd. <laughs> okay, sometimes the bridge is on fire. Yeah. And you can't stay there anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and the uh, segue to um, climate change, <laughs> where there are fires spreading all over the yes. place. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to transition through climate change? Yeah, we can talk about climate change. So I did a little little research, and it's funny that you, Caleb, um, came up with the idea to talk about climate change literally like an hour or two ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because the international, intergovernmental, (laughs) excuse me, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change actually did their sixth assessment report, which is basically when they're like, this is the current um, status of climate change. This is what we need to do. This is how hot the planet is, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That was literally, that happened a couple of days ago or last week. So I was just saying, it's funny that you bring this up because it's rather within... Um, it's within the same time span but basically what they said in the panel was that we're just pretty screwed (laughs) um it's like a code red alert for the world um i'll read you some excerpts from 
in your article. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying this speech from like June starts. Mm -hmm. Just to finish. It actually gets me. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I'm like snuffing it. Yeah, my. Good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's good. I want to keep that all in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, back to the article. Sorry I, about that. <laughs> it's okay. I took this from Forbes.com. Um, I wish I could tell you who wrote the article. I closed the tab. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just know these are not my own ideas. These are not my words. These are someone else's. I'm sure if you look this up, it's probably the first, like, Right, right. Top five or top ten websites. Yeah, on the Google search. So, anyway. Right, so this week, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, released part of its sixth assessment report, which warns that we will not be able to limit global warming to even two degrees Celsius unless there are immediate, rapid, and large-scale reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. Spoiler alert, it's already too late. (laughs) This article starting off on a very... uh, lighthearted <laughs> it's already too late and that's because the developed world has chosen natural gas over nuclear and the developing world just wants any energy source they can get so they won't starve coal included so yeah we're at a pretty um we're at a, pit, a pretty bad point yeah in terms of climate change yeah the i didn't know how bad it was until i saw like a couple of TikToks on it mm-hmm like, Shut up! You can get news on TikTok, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you it, can. It was like it opened my eyes because it, it was like crazy of how many like wildfires are happening all along, right, like in America and then across like in Australia and stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh crap! Like that shit's it, getting real. Yeah, like it's it's opening my eyes, and I forgot because we were talking about this a little bit last night while we were walking. I think it was like mm. at twelve at night or whatever. But yeah. what did you say? You were, like you had like epiphany or something? Yeah, just like yeah, we were talking about it last night. Just that like the this sense of like existential dread because mm-hmm. almost like you know like the end of times. <laughs> like you, yeah. I can see it in the distance and I know the track that like the world is going on and I'm like within the next like fifty to sixty years in my lifespan, I might see a very, I might live in a world that is coming closer and closer to the end. And my kids might be living in a world that is drastically different from mine on a climate scale and on like a world safety, world peace yeah. scale, just from, you know, the way things are going. And it's just crazy to think about too. And I kind of had that like moment as well, because I think that best describes it, but with all these fires, like I was saying earlier, like in California, but it's like reaching to like it's it's going like inland. It's not just right. California, but it's like going inland more to the yeah like more Midwest of the, the U.S. But like with the U.S. being a first world country mm-hmm. and just like U.S. naturally just having the stigma of being like ignorant, like an ignorant right. country with like all the people living in it. Now yeah. I'm not saying that every single person that lives in the U.S. is ignorant because I right. feel like now we're starting to be more aware. 
of mm-hmm. like situations at hand. Yeah. But seeing all those fires kind of reaching in more in, in the inland U.S. kind mm-hmm. of like woke me up, and I kind of had that moment of oh shit, like I don't, I can't just like put it aside and forget about it. Like hearing the fires in like Australia, right? Or fires in Africa are having like different pollution issues in China, North yeah. Korea, or like the Korea, like in that section of Asia. Right. Um, I'm like, I can't just be like, oh, tuck it away. And it's just like, right. It's on the other side of the ocean. Like yeah. Thousands of yeah. Miles away. I can't just like do that now. And I'm like, and you still can do that with like right. California, like fires being on the opposite coast of it. Right. And be like, oh, I don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like moving in and it's like, oh shit. Like it's here. Yeah. Like, right. It's, it's right in our backyard. Yeah. Now it's like. <laughs> what what the fuck do we do like, yeah the, it seems like the world is just like caving in on this right exploding and i yesterday i saw this tweet and the tweet was talking about what was going on in afghanistan i'm pretty sure and the gist of the tweet was basically like you you know we try so hard or there's a need for us to be global citizens right to care about Things that are going on, not just in our country or in our or locally, but like in the world itself at large. It's very difficult as an individual person to care that much mm-hmm. about all of it. I don't like I don't think we have the emotional range to like care yeah. about to have that much space in our heart for everyone and mm-hmm. everything everywhere. And you have like with social media and everything, there's su- there's a constant influx of new information, new news, new new tragedies, like all this stuff is going on. And it's almost like information sensory overload. So it's like we're aware of these things that are going on, but it's so easy for us to just read it and go and just keep moving on in our lives as if nothing's happening and i don't blame people for adopting that attitude either because there's so much like there's so much going on in your life there's so much going on in your life in regards to your identity or your marginalized identity or whatever social issues are going on america has so many freaking social issues it's like How do we keep up with, you know, (laughs) racial inequality, um, prison reform, climate change? And, you know, it's like, it's so much. Don't you feel that? Yeah, I I feel that, too. And it just goes to show you how important, like, or how much stress a president of the United States. Right. Or, like, a high official puts on as well. Yeah. And it's just, like, not even president, but even on a lower stage, like, just the government or fucking, like, what, mayor yeah, local no, government. Yeah, local government yeah. has to handle with all those issues because they have to worry about all those issues. Right, right. And it's just crazy to me. I know that they have like different departments to handle different situations, mm-hmm. and the president only is get detailed on like the most extreme like circumstances. I assume. Right. But like they have to pay attention to so many different things. Yeah. And everything that you said is like perfect too, but. It's like almost you kind of have to find the balance to like care just enough too, because mm-hmm. it's like if you don't care at all, then like no issue is going to be solved. Right. Like, be solved. But if you care too much, then it's like you're gonna freaking like get a heart attack trying right. to like save the entire world when right. it's uh, impossible too. Because exactly. like you're only one individual, you can only do so much mm-hmm. to help so many people. I mean, 
like money where you live to yeah factors in to how much you can actually help and how much influence you have well if you start on individual it's like level two like with recycling you can help so much kind of bring it back to like right the like climate issue but it it does matter how like even the smallest things like right still have a big impact like if you just recycle that's like still a big part yeah and then, like, a little side note, I know I'm kind of, like, talking in so many different points yeah, no. back and forth. Yeah, go like, ahead. It may be a little confusing, but back to the point where it's, like, you can't handle everything. Mm-hmm. Like, humans just can't. Ha- I feel like only in the past, like, century and a half, we, right. like, kind of knew what the entire world was doing at once yeah. with, like, social media and just, like, technology growing. But, like, 150 years ago, people just didn't know what was going right. on. Right, so, like, <laughs> on the outside even, of the world. Yeah, like, in the 1800s, we were only focused on, like, America because right. it's, like, we didn't have the technology <clears throat> to send back and forth. And mm. information was so delayed, so it's, like, it's crazy to think that we're expected to know so much and to help yeah. bring awareness when that's not something that's humanly possible right. to do. Right, right. And, like, even going back to, like, cavemans and stuff, like, yeah they, they didn't fucking <laughs> care about, they just cared about their inner circles and keeping their family right. alive but again like they don't have it's obviously different like issues and mm-hmm. different like things but it's just kind of crazy how that kind of evolved yeah if that made any sense no it, felt like that would kind of all jumble absolutely yeah it's only recently like it's only like you said it's only been very recently that we've had the ability to be aware to the scale that we can be and have the potential to be now so it's just like i think we're still like figuring that out like Mm -hmm. as a collective and individually but i mean that ties into like there's also an implied pressure within that problem because then you tend to you start to think on an individual scale of like okay what can i do to solve this issue and I feel like sometimes you like either you either kind of choose to ignore and you're like, oh, like, what can I do? I'm just yeah. one person. Da, da, da. I'm not going to recycle. <laughs> yeah. Or you actually do, you know, recycle, you compost, yeah. like <laughs> shout out to Caleb, Caleb and Janet set up their yeah. own little composting thing yeah. on the roof. Um, we can talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. should we segue well, right now? We can segue it after you, yeah. you finish up your thought. Right. You can come back to it. Yeah, there's kind of two, like, schools of thought within that. But there's solving the... I feel like solving the climate crisis is very much, like, a... It's an individual thing. It's a collective thing. And it's also a corporate thing. I think a lot of the times we end up putting... We put so much pressure on us as consumers to consume less and to limit how much you know, energy and fuel we're using. But these corporations who have money, who are putting that money into programs and things and systems that are making the climate worse, Mm -hmm. those are the people that we need to be demanding to not do that, right? You should not be opening up another coal mine in South America. You should not be, you know, doing all these things to encourage us to (laughs) use more fuel right like Mm -hmm. those are the people who have the resources who have the pull Mm -hmm. who have the political pull to really make a difference and you know stop this thing before it gets out of control i want to talk okay so like Mm -hmm. i guess kind of saying the name 
like kind of the segments within this podcast. Sorry for that being wordy, but <laughs> I I want to first talk about composting, mm. and then I want to talk because I I feel like that's just a short little segment. But I yeah. want to then transition to like corporations, like you're just talking about, because right. like, corporations I feel like feed into like climate and everything right. so much and feel feeling that bad side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like a last thought to wrap up the idea of kind of trying to know everything around the world and right. kind of almost being impossible. I, I feel like U S gets a bad rap of being ag- ignorant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is true to a sense. Yeah. Like, Cause we like, live in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely do. And I'm not saying that, right. That we don't live in a bubble. Cause like I'm very ignorant as myself, just like geographically, like knowing where right. places are. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> world issues. I mean, I know about world issues, but I don't know enough like detail. Right. Like I know what's happening in Afghanistan, but I don't know what led up to that. Yeah. You know? Like I don't know the entire war that we're having over there in the Middle right. East. Like I don't know every fine new detail about it as much as I should, but mm. I feel like. U.S. gets too unnecessarily bashed on for that because I feel mm. like other places are also ignorant, too. For sure. Because, like, it's it's impossible to know every little detail about every little thing that's happening around the world. That's true. I'm trying to be aware because I'm sure that there's people in Canada, people in Europe, <laughs> yeah. like other first world countries that don't know every little detail about right. oh, oh, every little, like, issue. Yeah. They probably know, like, more, like, general knowledge than we right. do. Right. Like, culturally, like, more culturally yeah. like, than us. But I feel like U.S. does a pretty good job of trying to get the news in. Yeah. Kind of. Not really. Uh, I, <laughs> would, yeah. I would say that uh, it's just the quality of yeah. news. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like there's very much like a there's a very clear distrust of like the news and the media because of that, because there's that distrust in America. Like, I feel like it's very hard for people to want to stay informed and to trust the sources of like information Yeah. that they're getting that information from. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess the like ignorance problem in the u.s it's very bad and we deserve (laughs) (laughs) what i'm rephrasing like fucking in america we should be on butt ends of the jokes about that but it's not like what i'm trying to say it's not like we're a freaking like right it's not like we're a pig that knows like absolutely nothing yeah and i feel like what doesn't be spoke about that there is ignorance what i'm Mm. trying to say is that i feel like there is ignorance all over the world. Right. About different parts of yeah. like, the world, I yeah. guess, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I'm uh, sure, yeah. like, I doubt that, like, people in, you know, UK yeah. or Asia are, like, yeah. keeping up with what's going yeah. on in America, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, they're not, like, yeah. How the fuck are they They're knowing? not going to care. Yeah. They're not going to care what the fucking Kardashians <laughs> right. are up to. But, like... I, not even like that, oh I guess, God. on the serious note, but like every little issue in America as well. Like, right. Like, I've seen like TikToks where British people are like ignorant and making fun of the US. Too. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. I feel like it's pretty widespread. What I'm trying to say is that other places are also ignorant. Maybe right. not as bad as the US, since everyone focuses on the US being like super ignorant. Mm. Or it, they stray away from other countries also being yeah. ignorant. And that's why I'm trying to say that the U.S. shouldn't get as bad as that. It's, right. But not saying that 
the jokes are deserved because I feel like it right. is deserved. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I'm just going, like, back and forth. That's on okay. the, I just feel like people don't realize that other countries are also right. ignorant. Yeah, we're all capable. But going back, okay, I guess, do you want to talk about composting? composting? Or yeah, go ahead. Corporation. Do you want to, I was just going to say, I know I said we should talk about composting first, then corporations, but I wanted to make you have a choice. Do you, you want to talk about corporations, then composting, or composting, then corporations? You can talk about composting. Okay. So, mm. this little segment, oh, it stopped. Yeah, <laughs> I already said it. Composting is We're coming. back. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we didn't leave. <laughs> but okay, this is just gonna be a little segment on composting because it mm -hmm. has to do with the climate change. So Jan and I made this little garden up on our roof deck, mm -hmm. and it has strawberry. Well, you see it, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I should show. Talk directly more to the camera. It's invisible. But, <laughs> but it has strawberries, <laughs> lettuce, and then it has like different types of lettuce mm -hmm. that like romaine lettuce and spinach. Like the, all the lettuce is dead and all the spinach is dead. So I just cut it and uprooted it. Yeah. Um, because like it's uh, it's not like a year round plant where it just continuously mm -hmm. grows year round. When it gets like too hot, it dies off. So I just yeah cut it and then composted it. But yeah. Like, I've been it's slowly transitioning from a garden into just a compost bin. Because mm. just because the water at the bottom, if you didn't notice, kind of, like, low dried up. Yeah. And it's not really there. So, I'm just trying to convert it into a compost bin because, I don't know, I just, it's easier to take care of. And mm. I don't know why. I just, like, really like composting. Yeah. But I think that compost pile, we, we me and Janet made that garden in the beginning of May. And how we did it was we got this bin and then on two ends of it so not mm -hmm. not the long way but like the short way yeah short, short way. wide yeah we poked holes yeah. in it so that the bottom of the bank can fill up with water but only halfway mm -hmm. so it's so the water gets out of it um but then we put like plastic things uh like plastic plant holders at the bottom of it and mm -hmm. then we put a trash trick bag around the outliner of it then we put the dirt like on the trash bag and the plastic like plant things hold up the dirt and basically the water goes up to the trash bag and we poked holes at the bottom of the trash bag and so the water like seeps through and waters the plants and kind of recycles the worm juice because mm. worm juice is like really bad and it could like uh -huh. make it really smelly and stuff mm -hmm. so i know that sounded really confusing and didn't make like a lot of sense but that's kind of how we did it i think i probably compost that compost probably easily like composted like 15 to 20 pounds of mm. just like compostable like waste right of like eggs strawberry like the leaves on strawberries yeah, yeah. just like rotten fruit that we had around the house mm. so i'm just like proud of that because it's like that 15 to 20 pounds is not going into the right land the environment field, environment and landfill and stuff mm -hmm. and i had this environment class not mm. last semester but the semester before that one so I guess the beginning of sophomore year mm. and I was watching this one YouTube video because he he had like a bunch of YouTube videos to study from. Mm. And the fact that stood or like a fact that stood out to me is that compostable waste mm -hmm. doesn't go away in landfills and can stay up into lander landfills to 60 plus years. Right. And the thing or like the certain trash that's within landfills mm -hmm. is the most like the most takes up the most space within right. a landfill is not plastic metals or non 
compostable mm. items, but it's in fact landfills are like some crazy number, like seventy percent of like papers and compostable wow. waste that's just not being composted. So that's kind of sad to see that mm. like compostable waste that that shouldn't be in landfills and taking up like waste is not being like composted and like polluting the earth by standing on the planet for longer amounts of times Mm -hmm. and that the reason why it's not getting composted within landfills is because you need like water um air within the dirt Mm -hmm. and just like rotating your compost to actually make it a good compost and have lots of worms but within landfills what they do is they have like this plastic like thing underneath of landfills that keeps perfumes and any like protein like liquids from seeping into the dirt. Right. So they like block off like water getting into it and mm. air away. It makes it basically airless and waterless and they don't like continually like rotate, rotate the dirt. It. Yeah. Rotate the dirt so like no air is getting into it. No water natural mm. water is like seeping through it. And it's just not being composted. So we have like a bunch of these landfill sites just like taking up earth, taking up like taking up earth space. and land, space and stuff that's unneeded. And right. it's polluting the oceans and just the environment and ecosystems around it. And yeah, it's just crazy how much a lot of things can be composted as well. And mm-hmm. it's just if everyone composted, it would save so much like space within landfills and pollution too because when looking at our trash yeah it's just crazy how much like compostable things that we throw out yeah that is just crazy that if we would have like i know that it's composted it it wouldn't have gone to landfills but Mm -hmm. it's like super hard to do that too with five roommates yeah and the compost bin that we do have it's not big enough to have all of our waste within it because it's like a very limited thing yeah but just like the little amount is just like doing a lot saving Mm. so much and it's like like the when i i just uh put in some more compost in this morning Mm -hmm. but like the worm i have so many like baby worms and the dirt is so like rich and it's Mm. like the best dirt that i've ever had wow and when i put something in the worms are just eating it within like a week and it's just crazy how much they're eating it and i have i had three quarantine macabres uh I think like a month ago and corn on the cops usually take a while to compost just because of how rough and thick they are right but like, yeah that shit is yeah, <laughs> hard like, as fuck yeah yeah so it's gonna take a while to compost but like it's been like what three to four weeks since i put it in there mm-hmm. and like it's already almost like gone wow. and it's just like crazy because i never had a compost site damn work that well them worms yeah. is yeah. good yeah and then, <laughs> like the worms that i do have in there is like producing like reproducing and stuff hey. and baby worms and it's like eating stuff fast they like, get I, busy yeah like i fucking like, <laughs> like a fucking apple core in there and it's gone in like half a week and i'm like holy shit damn and it's just that little stuff makes a difference mm-hmm. and it's just cool to see that and satisfying because like i've yeah. always been into composting since fourth grade mm-hmm. because my teacher he we ha- he was kind of like an earthy guy all about like climate change and right. the earth too and he kind of like inspired me to like start caring about the environment and still mm-hmm. strict strict about or like on top of like recycling and i when i was living with my dad dad i was always on top of him right like to recycle and it's just like this inside joke where 
we just kind of joke about like recyc like me getting on top of him for recycling right and him being like oh i'm too lazy like it's so much work <laughs> no <laughs> no dad <laughs> i'm so mad at you <laughs> But, oh like, he inspired for me to, like, be on that, like, kind of person. And he, we had, like, this garden in fifth grade where we, or fourth or fifth grade, I can't remember, where we started at the beginning, like, beginning of, like, the fall and, or maybe it was spring, the beginning of spring, and mm -hmm. it ended at the end of spring. Right. And we grew, like, this garden, and I think it was, like, radishes, lettuce, carrots, and we were growing all of these kind of things in this garden, and we were, like, taking care of it as, like, a class, mm. and it was so cool to see, like, the seed that we planted growing into, like, right. a carrot or whatever, and we had, like, a, at the end of the year, we, like, mm. made a salad with all of our stuff in it, hey. and it was, like, so satisfying to just eat everything that we, like, grew ourselves, Yeah, and he, had, he even went to the extent of getting this, like, big compost bin, and, like, basically everyone in the school knew him knew mm. of him and he was just that kind of teacher where like yeah. everyone loves him even yeah. if you didn't have him as like a teacher <laughs> right right and it's just <laughs> and he put like this big like compost bin in the cafeteria mm -hmm. and he basically said like take your compostable things to this area and he taught us like what are com what's com compostable and what's right. not compostable and like it's like all these like different things like you can't compost citrusy foods, meats, citrusy foods being like lemons, limes, no mm. pineapples, like that kind of things. Um, Sorry, my sister was yeah, trying to FaceTime me. It's okay. Um, does she want to be on a guest? But <laughs> 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 what if you just, yeah, just be like, another I'm on a podcast? One. <laughs> on it's amazing how many things like aren't compostable but are. He just taught us that and said like, if you have any like carrots or vegetables left over, just put it like throw it into the compost right. bin and then throw out your trash. Mm. And that and then I was like one day I asked him to have like get a like a big like or like a small bucket full of worms mm. inside dirt. Cause I wanted to start my own compost thing mm. and I started my own compost thing like in the little section of the woods oh wow by this, like, big tree and it wasn't very good because it was just like you know it's like a eight-year-old right. you're like, novice yeah, <laughs> like, just starting out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but like I kept like that compost pile throughout like after I moved mm -hmm. to Harrisburg but like basically what it was it was just like remains from like the garden and or like yard work that we did like if mm. we cut up trees we would just throw it onto the compost pile mm. and it worked decently like i would throw bananas there in there too and other like right. waste like that so i mean it was like doing its job mm -hmm. quote unquote that's what kind of kicked my like composting thing right and wanted to do compost and that's why i love to compost bin. upstairs mm. bin so much because it's like Something that it's actually good. I mean, right. it doesn't look the prettiest, but it's <laughs> <laughs> decorated. Yeah, yeah. But it it's like it's such good dirt. It's mm -hmm. it's the worms are like reproducing. Actually, supposed yeah. to be doing what they're doing, and it's like actually rewarding. Yeah, and yeah. like actually beneficial to like the environment as well. Because right. it's like I just put a whole ass peach in there because it. Ah. Cause like I had peaches from my, I bought all the peaches from my mom's house, and one of them got like spoiled. And yeah. I was like I'll just pop it in there. Right. And see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of my spiel. Around <laughs> composting. Yeah, and composting. Yeah. Well, that's shoutouts to you because <laughs> that is like, it's just amazing that you've taken that initiative. Mm -hmm. Cause like I know like 
personally, I feel like I haven't done enough. And that goes back to that whole, like, what can you as an individual do to sort of help with climate change? I think we all sort of just have to figure out where we're falling short and just close those gaps Mm -hmm. however we can, right? And it's so amazing that you've, like I said, taken that initiative and you're continuously putting effort and work into that. And like, yeah, I feel like I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I try and stay on top of people about recycling. The Mm -hmm. most that I do and something that I think is very easy for anyone to do, honestly, is just talk about it, right? Mm. Like, I am I try and, like, bring it up whenever I can. I try and, like, learn more about it if I can. Just because knowledge, knowing helps and mm. talking about it, opening up spaces mm-hmm. for discussion, for people to gain more knowledge, mm. for people to engage in the discourse, that's, I think that's helpful, too. Yeah, and I think me and you, out of, like, the young fools or, like, just our roo- yeah. roommates are, like, the top two people <laughs> that are, like, most out. I feel right. like they're more outspoken about than, it. than me, but I feel like I kind of make up for that with composting. But, like, you are very yeah. good about, like, recycling and stuff. Yeah. And then I feel like me and you are just, like, always recycling, always, right. like, talking about it and how important it is to recycle. And yeah. Kind of those, like, climate change as a whole because... I do want to, like, talk about recycling a little bit because I feel like recycling and composting are kind of, like, the same thing or mm-hmm. in the same genre of yeah. things that you can do to help the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool to see, like, you being that advocate because, like, I don't, like, in my time, like, I haven't really right. ran into anybody who's been so passionate right. about, like, a, like, about the environment and, like, climate change. And it's just cool to relate to you on that level. Yeah, same, yeah. same. And it's just, like, <laughs> like, I feel like you could just, like, rant about, right. like, how important it is to recycle and, yes. like, the damage yes. that us humans are actually causing. Yes. Like, what, like, how do you go about recycling? Or, I guess, like, what your thoughts on recycling as a whole? Because I kind of find on my spiel about, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you, like, I feel like you're good at, you can take over that. Recycling. Yeah. The recycling discourse. Yeah. Just do yeah. it. Like, it's so yeah. easy. It's yeah. so easy so to just, easy. like, and you don't have to, yeah. I just learned this. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned this from a cartoon, actually. You don't have to completely wash out, like, if you have, like, a can of, like, soup or, like, sauce bottles are especially mm. kind of annoying to have to clean out. You don't have to completely clean those out. You can just do the best you can to sort of rinse it out, and you can just recycle that. Mm. You don't have to have a completely empty or clean container in order to recycle it. That's a myth. But recycling is so easy. Mm. It's literally like they teach you it in school, right? Mm. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Like It's one of the most elementary things you can do to have a positive impact on the environment. Mm. Of course... You know, recycling only goes so far. Like, that that whole, like, rhetoric can often get used to sort of, like, downplay, like, the need to recycle mm. or the need to yeah. make any sort of, you know, constructive or mm. conducive action to stop, you know, climate change. You can't really... We just have to do a better job of phrasing things in a way that's not necessarily negative, but... We tend to talk about things as if they're, like, as if they can't change or they can't get better. When in reality, things can change. Things can get better. If we just take the action necessary to change it, we can't downplay. We can't downplay the potential we have as a collective to really make a difference. I agree. 
I know, like, it's kind of straight sport, kind of like you mentioned a little bit, mm. to, like, just to recycle. Kind of what's your experience with recycling throughout your life, or even, like, right. now? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I feel like I was always very, um... I was always very aware of, like, that climate change was a thing mm-hmm. and that it was very much something that I ha- I need to care about. I don't think I spent a lot of time actively, like, thinking about it. I always recycled. I always, like, even recycling, I don't think I took that seriously until, like, honestly, until I got to college. Just because at that point, I was starting to... You know, you move out of the high school bubble bubble yeah. into the world and you start to learn about things and you start to learn about the world. Humanitarian Humanitarianism is just a big thing in my life that I want to try and incorporate more and encourage other people to um, also embody because we're just all like, we're all living on the same yeah. planet, you know, yeah. like <laughs> we have yeah. to care. We have to care. I feel like I definitely started to care more about recycling and yeah. climate change in general. That's Very so fascinating because like I always wondered like if you always been like that cautious right. about like recycling and if that was like a part of your life ever since you were mm. young or you just like started like you kind of said more when you got into college and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was always yeah. against littering, though. Yeah. Littering is oh disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. I, oh, my God. Okay. If you litter in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to know, know something embarrassing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys want to <laughs> You want to know something embarrassing? <laughs> but, like, I'm still, like, shamed, like, on myself <laughs> today. <laughs> but, like, mm. I was at Hershey Park, mm. and... I had this drink and we were waiting in line mm-hmm. and I don't know what brought me to this but like you I took off I had this like drink of lemonade and mm-hmm. like you know the plastic things that right. go on the straw yeah. I like <laughs> discreetly like just dropped it cause I didn't no! want to I didn't want to <laughs> fucking hold it and okay I, okay and I was like this is like this is why I'm shamed too because I was like people clean up here like it's gonna get like swept up and it like thrown out eventually I just don't want to fucking hold it when you like do up any trash but there was like a trash can like so close mm. but this guy behind us he was like bro like pick up your fucking trash like don't fucking litter like I'm like oh my god like I understand if it's like literally right. I would like tell you to do it but like you got like, so fucking pissed off yeah me. like you can just say like hey, hey you shouldn't read like, right you Be shouldn't nice. litter like pick it up please like but he was just he was like he had such like a certain tone about it right. too it was just like it's it's not that deep. you're not helping <laughs> yeah. anything by yeah. approaching it that way yeah and it was awkward too because it's one of those lines that go back and forth uh-huh. so we would like pass each other oh. <laughs> but we would pass each other like oh was, yeah, yeah 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 okay like, okay was, he wasn't directly behind me right like he was here and he was, and I was yeah here, and it was like that divided <laughs> right and so we would like pass each other and he would just like fucking give me glares so every awkward. time i'm like oh i now I'm Yikes. never gonna eat fucking like litter in my life again. Right. Like, uh, I learned trauma. my fucking drama to never littering again. Like, but that was at the point where I was like still like recycle oriented and still like yeah very conscious about the environment. Right. I'm going to take. I'm going to take this 
law or I guess law in the conversation a little bit mm-hmm. to go get a drink. <laughs> okay. Now, do you want like water or no. anything? Because we're talking a lot. Okay. I want to be like two seconds. Okay. Now, this is a very important job. You have to keep them entertained. Oh, I I yeah. have to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you, you it's my podcast, yeah. right? So you should be a pro. You should be a pro at this, right? Yeah. I do this all the time. Yeah, I should um, be like one and a half minutes, two minutes. Max. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah go ahead. Right back. You can talk about whatever. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, it's just me now. Um, Caleb is is gone. He 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 just shut the door. So now I have to entertain you. That's my job. Uh, that's what I'm gonna be doing. So, um, you know, how are your lives? Uh, your your lives going? Um, good. Wow, really? That's crazy. No way. Yeah, I totally get it. Uh huh. Mmm. Yeah. Well, you know, that's great to hear. Um, I'm so glad or upset or angry for you. Um, take whatever you need. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, my. Uh, how, oh, how's my life? My life is great. Um. Woke up at 11, 11.30 a.m. today, so that was pretty nice. It wasn't actually. I, I hate waking up that late, you know, because then it's just like the, my entire day is spoiled because I woke up so late. You know, when you wake up early, you, you sort of get your day started. The The potential for what can happen throughout the rest of your day is so much more vast when you wake up at fucking 11 30 or 12 it's like all right <laughs> i woke up in the afternoon i'm not gonna do anything for the rest of the day you know it's such a such a mood killer but tomorrow tomorrow i'll be up at like nine i'll be up at 10 10 30 i'll be up at 10 30 <laughs> oh i think um my guest is returning yeah. right on time look at that I was just telling them about um, my life ah. and my day today. Your day? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you guys? Did you guys enjoy his spiel about his day? Well, that's good that you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my walk to get my drink and this orange monster juice. Mm. I'm not sponsored, but if you would like to sponsor us, that would be also good. <laughs> yes. Give us um, thirty grand about that. That should about yeah small. Yeah. It's just small. Yeah. We're open to more yeah. than thirty. Yeah, grand. like if you want to give us more, that's, that's also acceptable. absolutely fine. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No more. pressure though. Yeah, but like, but we just start off about thirty grand. Yeah. Okay, but, but as I was walking to get my drinks, I'm fucking so out of shape. Like fucking. <laughs> Walking back and up and down the stairs like I'm already like a little out of breath. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to recover, but mm. on that little walk, I want to wrap up recycling about telling you guys what is acceptable to recycle and what's not because I mm. feel like even I struggle with this, but like it's important to know what you can actually like what people can actually recycle. Yes. Um, and what it's not 
kind of not okay to mm-hmm. recycle or is kind of it would yeah it would kind of mess yeah. up the recycling places because some recycling places in pennsylvania are actually closing or thinking about closing down mm-hmm. it's because they're getting too much trash mm-hmm. within the recycling units and it's too right. it takes too much money to sort and it takes too much money to process some of the recyclables yeah so they're losing wow. money um and so they're going out of business because they're receiving too much trash mm-hmm. than recyclables like i said it's uh i feel like it's a common like thought process that you can just like throw in whatever looks recyclable into yeah like, the <laughs> it's like oh this little piece of paper or this plastic bag let me right. just throw it in and like f- forget about it it's gonna be recycled yeah. and reused let me throw these freaking yeah. industrial batteries <laughs> yeah. into the recycling yeah. can but like <laughs> plastic bags can't be recycled yes wrapping it wrapping like uh candy wrappings like m&m wrappings like any mm, of those wrappers yeah, yeah, yeah may look like they're they're still plastic yeah but it's not it can't be it's recycled trash napkins like paper towels like used paper towels can't be recycled i like what like, <laughs> i'm like I, how do you not know yeah, that yeah like it seems Let me not obvious you. <laughs> but, but like it seems obvious like it shouldn't be recycled right. but i've like noticed over my time i'm still getting recycling bins and stuff and just feel like people are trying to recycle like these yeah. kinds of things that can't be recycled and i don't know if it's out of like laziness or just lack of knowledge lack of knowledge but um, sandwich bags you can't recycle, mm-hmm. but like thin plastic yeah. like that, more more often than not, can't be re- recycled, recycled or it takes too many resources to recycle. Mm. Even cardboard, cardboard is recyclable. Recycle cardboard, but yeah. it's not. It's hard to recycle cardboard, so it takes a lot of resources to actually recycle right. cardboard. Not saying to not recycle cardboard, but just like I guess mm. a no- general knowledge thing. and stained cardboard like if you get a like pizza or something mm. that cardboard you can't recycle that cardboard oh, right. has to go in the trash i didn't know that yeah i didn't know yeah. that either until recently oh and different i learned this from janet but different mm. types of cardboard mm. can't be recycled either mm. like you have to look on the label or whatever because i don't know every single like cardboard right. like specifics but um cereal boxes can't be recycled like what? that cardboard can't be recycled that's crazy like, yeah like i when she told me that i'm like oh my god i've been recycling and right. i still like kind of still yeah and still, like, <laughs> i'm like thinking it, about the yeah like, all the recycling but oh i even forget i i still put in this like recyclable like or i still put in cereal yeah. boxes because like, i forget but like that can't be recycled but it's that's just insane crazy. but like the most the two most important things to recycle that you should always recycle and not throw out Mm -hmm. it's aluminum Mm -hmm. and any glass products Mm because they're the most easy to recycle and it takes the less resources to recycle them because they're super easy to like recycle right because with aluminum you can just like melt that down and then reuse it Mm -hmm. i forget how they recycle um glass glass uh, precisely but i just know it's an easier process right and also egg carton containers Mm -hmm. like the things the i forget what that is but it, like mcdonald's also when you get like four drinks or whatever yeah like that type of material yeah yeah is also super like recyclable like mm. you should always recyclable like egg cartons because that's that material like aluminum mm. can be shredded and they add water so it's e- oops uh-huh. but it's like easy to recycle that yeah and made into other materials mm. 
But yeah, so that wraps up recycling. I wanted to reset the camera, but we're already at like a fucking hour, and I feel like. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like we still have lots of time to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? We're back. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> but how are you doing? Like, how much longer do you think you can go? Or do I, you have? I can go like another 30, 40 minutes. Okay. Like, I didn't know if you had somewhere to be or things. No, I, yeah. Nothing, like, that demanding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to take up your entire day. No, you're good. We freaking, like, took, like, 40 minutes to talk about, like, compost (laughs) and recycle. I didn't mean for, like, that to segue. Take up so much time. But that was important because I did want, like, those two things to be talked about within, like, within this thing. Because it's important to climate change as a whole. And Mm. I guess we'll talk more about. Uh, climate change like in general or general things about it more because mm. I feel like this is a good topic but you brought up a good point that I wanted to talk about after composting mm. is corporations and I feel like you kind of know a little bit more information about that so do you mm. do you want to lead that conversation more yeah okay. sure yeah and a lot of the times I feel like it comes down to capitalism is not the best (laughs) you know there's no at the end of the day the only incentive within capitalism is to make a profit and making a profit involves exploiting people if we're living in this capitalistic society where all these corporations all these companies are like i need to make a profit i need to make a bigger check i need to make you know money for the shareholders or whatever there's no incentive to care about the environment. There's no incentive to care about people, mm-hmm. much less. All of these corporations are just going to keep exploiting. They're going to exploit people. If they're not exploiting people, they're going to exploit the environment. And so we, or the government itself, I also feel like needs to do a better job. You know, kind of like putting a, or getting the leash on some of these companies and just being like, you can't, you can't, we need to like, create some policies or some laws that we can put in place to incentivize these companies to sort of start caring about the environment. I think there's stuff like that already in place. I'm pretty sure. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to speak on it. You know, I think, yeah, the government just needs to do a better job of enforcing this issue. I think you are correct about that. Because I heard that about, like, different articles I read and just, like... Right. Different things I heard from other people, but the government is incentivizing, starting to incentivize certain mm. com- or companies to go eco-friendly. But right. the problem is that it takes such a long time yeah. for some of the bills to be in, like enforced, to enforced and passed. even to be passed. Yeah, and so it's it's slowly becoming better, but right. it's going to take time that we don't have yeah that's such a problem as well yeah and it's so difficult too because we've it's impossible not to feed into the capitalistic right views or agendas right because like everything that we use on a daily basis is a part of that mm-hmm. and like this like monster the cans and stuff like right their corporation is probably not eco-friendly and just to make yeah. the juice just to 
the factories that are just right. to make like monster yeah it's just insane or like the wires this computer yeah, the yeah. Wires and stuff and then like we get new laptops no matter like this lasted you a pretty long time right but, like you're eventually like a few years from now going to get going to get one. a new laptop yeah and that laptop is going to go somewhere right and it's just like we're well, feeding into yeah. it yeah there's it, no ethical consumption no, in capitalism yeah. It's crazy. I think companies are starting to become better at it. Mm. Like they're starting still like eco-friendly companies out there right. that weren't there like 20 years ago. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. Elon Musk is very good about the environment. Mm. Like he's that's like his whole stick or one of his right. main sticks is to be eco-friendly with like the Tesla being yeah. all electric and just some of the other like things that he helps with the environment. Mm -hmm. And then Audi too. Like the grocery store, like they're yeah. very eco friendly because they kind of started the whole wave with bags, bags, yeah, using paper bags instead of plastic bags. Mm -hmm. But, like you said, or like I mentioned earlier, like compostable stuff like that mm -hmm. takes a while to compost within landfills. But mm -hmm. people have compost things, they can just stick those bags within their compost, and yeah, worms will love that. So, in that way, it's very good and it's a lot better than plastic bags because. Even though it takes a while for the brown paper bags to actually dissolve and go mm -hmm. away, it, it is a lot faster than, let's say, a plastic bag. Right. I've heard numerous stories where, like, companies dispose of, like, radioactive waste or, like, their chemicals, waste, like, yeah. chemicals within to, like, river streams and stuff. Right. And it's, like, going through the environment. Yes. Like, havoc on the, like, fish, all mm. the, like, all the ecosystems within the creek and around the creek. Right. And one creek supplies so much water for, like, livestock and other, like, deer, other bigger mm. animals, wolves, bears, whatever. Right. And it's just crazy. But, like, I feel like we are taking initiative where that's happening less and less. Yeah. And which is a good thing because of these laws that are being passed. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the climate change the biggest problem is within corporations yeah and it's so hard to do a 180 because right one you got <laughs> you got owners who are stubborn who aren't going right. to make that switch and just think climate change is fake mm -hmm. so you got to switch their minds and then just right. to actually switch the factories how they make the products yes um the packaging that comes mm. along with those products it's an expensive yeah. process yeah it takes time yeah so it's just that transition into being a more eco-friendly business is going to take time mm. but like we're going from fossil fuels to more eco-friendly like solar panels yeah. and nuclear energy yeah yeah just renewable energy like that and we're still yeah. transitioning which is nice but i don't just don't know if we can make that transition fast in enough time. in time yeah um and it's just crazy because the corporations the huge companies like coca-cola apple samsung mm -hmm. are the most detrimental to right the, the earth. environment yeah because they're producing all this waste they're producing all of this right bad chemical bad chemicals within it you can do as much as on the individual level but if you're still having corporations produce harmful mm -hmm. chemicals within the environment and into just the world it's just going to be a detriment to our society right yeah and the other good thing it's not really a good thing but a positive you can say is that you know at this point it's pretty undeniable that climate change is here mm -hmm. 
Like, we've all felt it to some degree. Some of us more than others, unfortunately. But even I feel like the seasons don't make sense anymore. Like, we go right... There's no fall. There's no spring. We just go right into, like, it's cold and then it's hot, you know? Like, that... It shouldn't be like that. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like I haven't experienced a real seasonal, like time yeah <laughs> like yeah. length of time and so long it's like, either summer or winter right it's, it's <laughs> it's summer yeah. or winter. at the end of the day and one of the reasons i care so much about this is because the people who are gonna hurt the most are the people who have contributed the least mm-hmm. to climate change right these either smaller developed nations or developing nations or just marginalized communities in general because racial inequality and racial discrimination also there's there are intersections within that and climate change right because you think about i'll read i'll read something i'll read some things off of this article that i just read today by adele thomas and Miranda haynes so in the united states disproportionate percentages of people of color live in places that are polluted with toxic waste leading to negative health effects such as cancer asthma degraded cardiac function and high blood pressure research has also highlighted that race has a stronger influence on exposure to pollutants than poverty this means it is likely that polluters not only cite their activities in low-income areas but in some cases are actively selecting locations where there are high percentages of black people in particular Look at Philly, right? There is a high percentage of black people living within this community alone. And there is so much trash that we are surrounded by on a daily basis that is negatively impacting the community that we live in, the community that these people live in. That's not fair. We shouldn't have to go through that. I'm going to read more. (laughs) Black communities are also disproportionately located in areas that are physically vulnerable to climate hazards, such as hurricanes and flooding. Moreover, they are often afforded unequal levels of protection from the government as compared to protection provided for other groups. For example, Hurricane Katrina highlighted the legacy of unequal flood protection in New Orleans, where racially based distribution of government funding resulted in subpar levy protection for black neighborhoods. Over 80% of the homes that were lost belonged to black people, and black people made up over half of total fatalities. Even after black people bore the brunt of impacts of Katrina, initial plans for redevelopment of New Orleans privileged white communities. This isn't just a black issue, right? Like, black people are experiencing the brunt of it, yes, but this is happening. This can happen on a global scale, right? The people who don't have, the people who are oppressed, the people who are marginalized, the people who don't have the capital or the level of government necessary to protect them against you know these large-scale climate disasters or just you know the fallout of climate change in general those people don't have those people are not going to be protected in 2050 or in 2060 when maybe we're not at you know doomsday level right but there's so much more hurricanes you know we're feeling more effects of climate change those people are not going to have protection and that's just another reason I feel like to care. Yeah. <laughs> Go off, King, because I love when you do that. I've said that in the past, but mm-hmm. it's so crucial to like have those rants. Yeah. But thank you. 
there's like so many things that I want to like that like brought my head thinking about like so yeah. many different things and so many different options. But the first thing I want to say too is that even it doesn't matter what your thoughts on climate change is mm. happening. Like what I mean by is that, or it doesn't matter your thoughts on climate change, whether you think it's real or not. Right. But, or if humans are doing it or if humans right. are not doing it, cause that's like another big like, conception. <laughs> it's like, oh, like it's not real because like we're not like controlling. Shut like, up. It's, it's not Shut about, up. it's not about that. Okay. Mm. Like I, I hate that argument cause one climate change, climate change is a part of earth. Like if you just like exclude humans, take humans out of it. Right. Climate change happens on earth. Like yes. it's a real scientific <laughs> thing that happens on earth. The earth change, like, cause it's millions of years old. It's mm-hmm. today's age. It, or like right now it's not going to be the same as it was 10,000 yes, years ago for yes. right, um, ice age ha- ice ages right. multiple ice ages happen yes. throughout like the earth's time period so that's, oh my god that's the earth meaning earth gets super cold right and literally everything the dies. climate changed yeah. <laughs> like it's a real the thing change. it's like a real thing so you can't like dispute it's like there's a real there's thing nothing to argue on yeah, yeah exactly it's a real thing but I feel like I didn't understand this more, but like the main thing is whether humans impact impacted or not, right. or if you you or or if humans are um, making it go fast mm-hmm. or like making contributing, yeah, yeah contributing how much we're contributing. Uh-huh. And I my for the longest time I just didn't really understand that concept because like I just young me was stupid, but right. <laughs> Hold on, I think I there we go. <laughs> Sorry. I have to burp there, but mm. that kind of lost my train of thought. Um, hold on. But, crap. Young you was kind oh, of... Yeah, yeah. Young, me, young me didn't really understand that. Mm. And what I thought was, like, humans contributed, like, 100% of mm-hmm. climate change. Mm-hmm. And is what's making the earth change. And I never really thought of, like, the concept of climate change that... The humans are a part of like the right actually does right. change over time i didn't really understand that aspect yeah and but now that i'm reading more information and stuff and i actually understand it more because i took a class um two semesters ago like i said previously mm-hmm. and it better understand me what climate change is exactly mm-hmm. and i don't think that humans are a hundred percent of making the climate change mm-hmm. like change Cause I think a part of it is like the natural like Earth, Earth just like changing, warming, yeah, just like global or like warming up naturally, and I yeah. think that's just part of the Earth. Right. But I feel like there's like data and statistics now. Science can be wrong, and it's proven wrong so many times. So like this can change within the next five years. But right. There is scientific evidence showing that humans are contributing. Are contributing to it. Yeah, and it's just we don't know how much and to what extent, but mm-hmm. it, there's graphs showing like the natural ups and down of temperatures. Right. But the thing that's the most scary is the amount of carbon being released. Yes. And that is like scientific data that we can actually see that we're actually putting and we do have an impact on the right. Earth. And that's something that we can see because naturally. 
there's this like carbon i forgot who saw it mm. or who like found this detail out but it was like in the late 1800s that mm. showing that carbon levels like increase mm-hmm. and decrease every single year because mm. that's dependent on um, the weather right so you're going to see depths and lows of carbon being released mm-hmm. throughout the year so like in the winter is the highest amount of carbon in the air mm-hmm. because all the trees are dead yeah but in springtime and during the summer it's the least amount of carbon because you have all the trees leaves sprouting and they're yeah. collecting the carbon so you don't you're not going to have that much carbon right so but it's like but it's like a natural up and down steady and it's kind of thrown on this scale naturally mm-hmm. I think over time it's like up and then down, up mm-hmm. and down. But since the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. it's, it's just been skyrocketing. It, you know, it's like yeah. going straight up, and we're seeing highs that we've never seen on the earth before yeah. that are so high that even when the highest of high of carbons, it's like on earth, like thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. it's like 20 times more than that up yeah. now since the industrial revolution. So we're seeing impacts like that. Mm. Now we're kind of expediting climate change yeah. to a certain degree. Yes, I think that it's not all of our fault that climate the climate is changing. Yeah. But I also think that we are do have a pretty decent chunk in making the climate change and right. for the bad. Or yeah. The it's just frustrating. Yeah, for sure. And like at the end of the day, I don't know if like. <laughs> It's not just humans that are living on the earth, right? There is life here beyond us. Mm -hmm. And they should like they shouldn't have to suffer they shouldn't have to suffer either. We we just have to protect life. Yeah. Like and what we are when people when people try to discredit climate change or offer some opposing argument. To me, I'm reading that as you are just debating human lives with me. That's yeah. what that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're saying you don't care about human lives. You don't <laughs> care if people ha- suffer as a direct result of the impact that we're having on the climate. This whole eugenics thing that we that we covertly push in the United States. If you look at COVID, what has happened with COVID? No, the amount of people that have died from COVID, that sh- the number should not be that high. The number should not be that high. And it's because the government and people in positions of power were okay with eugenics. They were okay yeah. with human lives. They were okay with people dying. They were okay yeah. with people dying. Yeah. I don't understand what kind of politic that is. We should never... Why, why yeah. in a question of whether to save human lives or let people die, do we choose to let people die? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I don't, I don't understand it. And it, it just makes absolutely no sense. And it's going back to the capitalist thing. It all goes mm-hmm. back to that as well. Being like money hungry and just, right. or just not even money or capitalistic views, but politics political views as well having good face and what's better for their face and stuff yeah sweeping certain issues under the rug even excluding climate change even we're seeing environmental environmental changes with just how we're um polluting it and Mm -hmm. changing it for the worse like there's other physical aspects other than the climate changing Mm -hmm. that we are destroying the environment with yeah. For example, the garbage patch on the oceans that is yeah. as big as Mexico 
just floating or no big as texas as big as that texas just floating in the ocean we're seeing like that and uh-huh. there's going like by a certain date there's going to be more plastic than fish in the ocean it's and then like not even like that on like a ocean i guess kind of sea life mm. um with like certain things being wrapped around like sea turtles yeah, necks, dolphins yeah. necks with just plastic bags or yeah, those soda, freaking the soda, soda things yeah, i was literally yeah. just thinking that the and rings then, yeah <laughs> and then like uh oh seagulls and then the like the whole fucking hope brawler like trend with the fucking straws of, oh you yeah. save the turtles yeah save the turtles <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that is an actual issue, but the fucking white girls got to that. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's so fucking annoyed. Yes, don't let any white girls attach <laughs> to anything. If you if you want to take something serious, don't let the white girls attach their names to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you're seeing that like in the environment, just mm-hmm. outside of the ocean as well, just how much trash, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. and stuff and it's just like oh and then also like we just went to egypt mm-hmm. but physical pollution can be seen in that city in cairo right in china right and that was my first ex- like in other big con- like cities like that and i'm talking about big big like cairo big yeah freaking hong kong hong kong yeah. like other tokyo huge yeah. cities like that with millions of people living in it and you're right. seeing this like the air quality is terrible yeah. like yeah and then you're seeing this pollution this thick air and you can it's the visibility is very low it's yeah. like a constant heavy fog on the city oh my god and it's like that we can see mm-hmm. how the environmental problems that we're causing on the earth besides climate change like Put climate change aside, we're destroying the environment right. one way or the other. Right. If it doesn't matter if we're destroying wildlife, we're destroying mm. the air quality, we're destroying it in some way. And mm. that's due to just us living. Yeah. And <laughs> and I saw this another TikTok where it was just like the quality of air. Like remember when Titus was talking about how yeah his school sometimes evacuated or didn't have school because of the air quality right yes and there's a certain metric that i forget precisely but it's like a number scale and mm. if the number is too high then it's too deadly to go outside so mm. titus's old school it would evacuate if the number was in the red or if it was at red. a certain level yeah. yeah but i saw this one tiktok and due to the wildfires like in colorado uh-huh. and in that area yeah. Because the, the wildfires spread to Colorado. Yeah. And the air quality is worsening. And it's, like, starting to be, like, light red to, like, dark red. And they're like, yeah. holy crap, this is, like, so bad. Right. But then they, like, moved the globe to, like, Hong Kong or Asia. Like, mm. the part of Asia. I forget exactly where. But it was, like, the darkest, like, red. And it was, like, purple. And it was just, like, in this big area. And it was, like, ten times worse than, like, a part of the U.S. That's where, like, crazy. It's, like, so much worse. And it's just crazy to see that. That's crazy. And, yeah, but, like, back to the point. One way or the other, we are affecting our environment. Right. And it doesn't have to be solely climate change or, mm. like, just solely on the 
freaking temperature, whether it's like right, right, or like normal like seasons or whatever, yeah, like, affecting our environment in other ways. I want to backtrack a little too because I thought it was interesting about black communities and mm. bringing race into it because right. we talked about this too, and I never real like I realized like the poorer communities who are heavy populated with like mm. um black people do have worse like uh, living conditions living conditions with yeah. like the trash and you've seen like you said you've seen it around philly right and i kind of like realized that part but i never realized the part when you said about the um, Hurricane katrina yeah, yeah. Like, i never realized that part right and i just thought wow like okay like the entire state just got like demolished right like, I didn't, like i just thought white people um latino people black mm. people they all got affected one way or another yeah but like 80 percent of people who got affected were in fact right black, and i didn't realize that and i want to have another conversation with you about just race in the u.s and just race yeah. in general because i feel like we've had many conversations like in the past yeah sorry i was just checking the no time. you're good you're good um I, we've had many conversations about that in the past and just about because like i'm ignorant in that subject and mm-hmm. that one conversation too that yeah. you brought where it was just like that can be flipped too where like it's not a hundred percent where like i'm learning from like a white person's perspective but like you can also learn from a black person's perspective right. and you can learn from my like upbringings and stuff yeah but like i do want to have a separate like podcast about that because i just like the talks that we had is just really interesting and i actually want to like talk about that mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think that back to the point i was yeah to, that like race is involved with like every single thing yes and yes before, like, before i talked to you i i never like i heard that but i never like, right oh that's probably like yes. that's impossible race <laughs> not being involved with like yes thing but like more as we talk about it it's just like holy shit like mm. it's intertwined with every single everything thing. and then it's like something like the environment right change. it's like how can that's like a world problem right or how like, can that be racist yeah, yeah. well <laughs> america will find a way <laughs> everywhere will find a way everywhere yeah. but america especially yeah but like it's amazing it, it is a world problem but like it's as of now it's affecting right um like it's gonna black, affect it, it's gonna affect like everyone down the line but right it's affecting black community so now, much more and now. so much yeah. heavier and way more worse than right like the white community or like the privileged right. community and it's just crazy to think about because i never put two like that together yeah yeah man I'm not going to make the joke again. (laughs) I was like, we're all tired. (laughs) You brought up a point earlier with the white girls and the whole like save the turtles thing. Reminded me of another sort of like sub discourse within the whole like climate change thing of just like sustainability, right? And there's a big push... And this ties into the whole like individual action. What can you do, you know, as a consumer? There's a big push for people to go sustainable, to start, you know, limiting their ways to start using certain products over others because, or buying certain things over others in order to, you know, help at that level. But what 
I feel has happened with the whole sustainability movement is a lot of things are left out of the discussion that remove this level of realism from the conversation. For example, sustainability is not something that everybody can afford. First of all, it's expensive. Sustainability is expensive. These companies who are more eco-friendly, it's great that they're doing what they're doing, right? But a lot of times their products might be a little more expensive because of the resources that they're using to, or the resources that they aren't using to create a certain product. So that product might be a little more expensive. You know, the average everyday middle class, lower class worker can't afford, you know, some of these products. And what happens is eventually like sustainability becomes this like elitist, heavily monetized thing because capitalism has to infect everything that we do. I don't know. You look at spirituality, for example, right? And like crystals and tarot and all this stuff and mysticism, right? A lot of that stuff, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of that stuff has become heavily monetized and almost gate kept by certain individuals within communities. And it almost, it just, it just cheapens, it just cheapens, it, just, it cheapens it. And when we're talking about how we can, you know, help our environment on an individual level. We can't expect everybody to be 100% sustainable. We can't expect everybody to... We can expect the best from people, but we can't just, you know, put all the... We, we can't refuse to acknowledge the fact that certain people are in very special, specific circumstances cough cough black people that prevent them from that prevent them from taking action in a way that we would like them to right so again that goes back to that whole thing about individual action over corporate action and collective action and taking some pressure off of yourself and just seeing you know the gaps in what you're doing and what you're not doing and how you can, at an individual level, do your best to limit waste, to be more sustainable, to et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> I had more to say, but I just lost my train of thought. I have like a few key points I want to say, and if, mm. you, if Paul's talking to your head, just interrupt yeah. me. Yeah. Like, last podcast if it like comes ever comes back to you but yeah even if you do a little bit it's still helping a lot like even if you recycle recycle i don't know i guess that's like within the plan of just taking out trash right i I don't know how much more expensive like getting a recycling can is Mm. but you don't even have to get a recycling can yeah just get like a bin right like i'm sure i'm pretty sure most that's yeah. supplied for you a yeah. trash can and a recycling can yeah and even like i found if you're privileged <laughs> enough to yeah. have that yeah. yeah even if you do just recycling that helps like so much mm-hmm. and i feel like it's a relatively inexpensive thing i know that yeah trash, i feel like a lot of people have trash right that comes like i feel like that's like yeah recycle uh, yeah. yeah like we said recycling's yeah elementary it, it with that but like yeah. even if you get like a bin too, poke some mm. holes at the bottom so like if you have any liquids and, and right. it can just leak through but like back at my old house like 
I mean, we used to have like Fourth of July parties, our big parties. Mm-hmm. We used to have like a lot of beer, like drink a lot. Yeah. It was just like just like a party or whatever. Right. And like a lot of soda cans for the younger kids as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just a lot, and one recycling can couldn't hold all of the cans and mm-hmm. bottles and stuff. So we got like other bins from it and yeah. recyclables and so like the trash people know what's mm-hmm. recyclable and what's not if you sort it by like bins like that so mm-hmm. i guess that's like a relatively inexpensive thing to do mm-hmm. and if you know if you recycle like i said before that's like such a huge thing right and it may not seem big but it is still like mm-hmm. a massive thing because that's such a problem with trash just going into the environment and going into the landfills and mm-hmm. stuff improper management of trash is another issue that we may or may not get into it depending on yeah if we want to how long this podcast we want to have this podcast right but i just wanted to say that too and then you mentioned like it's so expensive to be sustainable and it's like so true like mm-hmm. one it's expensive to be renewable so it marks up the price and right they just see the profit in it so it's expensive to be environmentally safe but they also see the profit that they can get right upset but Aside, like, excluding, like, price and everything, Mm -hmm. another way that, like, if you're eligible to, like, if you have privilege and if you can afford, like, these sustainable companies, Mm -hmm. um, it is also important to look where you're buying things from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Janet's brother and the person that he's seeing, they only buy exclusively from farmers mm-hmm. like vegetables and stuff or like grocery stores that are like right. naturally grown or like in that community mm-hmm. local locally grown yeah like locally pro- grown products and mm-hmm. so they only get like from stores that they know that they can trust and or right. like the side stands where like amish amish people are just like farm folk usually have these stands where they sell their vegetables mm-hmm. there like from that that's like better mm-hmm. and stuff and it's just like about the company that or companies that you're buying from mm. that are bent- environmentally safe even though it may yeah. be more expensive but just like pay attention to that and even right. like clothing like you and Guadia were having a yeah, conversation yeah. I was like um, listening to you guys talking about that where it's when we were driving her back to New York mm. and we were talking about how or no it was from the ocean yeah. to Sophia's house and yeah. you guys were talking about just where you buy your clothes from and right. being like conscious conscious about that i want i want you to like jump into that a little bit more yeah i just want to finish a couple more thoughts before Mm. you do so locally grown food and then like conscious about like what companies you buy from Mm -hmm. is important to like saving the earth and Mm -hmm. being like environmentally conscious Mm -hmm. and then the last thing that i'm trying to remember fuck I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, the <Yeah>. curse. <laughs> it always spreads. Uh, if, if it's brought up. I mean, I said majority of what I wanted to say. Okay. But you, I want you to talk about the clothing and yeah. stuff. And if it com- comes to my mind, I'll say it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clothing is like you... My approach to like buying clothes and where i buy where i buy my clothes from again there's no ethical consumption within capitalism so you there's no way to win right because like oh you can just exclusively thrift but at that point if you're a privileged person who can afford to like buy like regularly priced clothes that you don't have to thrift and you're thrifting then you're taking Mm -hmm. away from other people 
also there are people who freaking thrift and then resell it at a higher yeah. price on fucking depop <laughs> it's like so that. fucking nice. scum activity yeah. <laughs> absolute scumbag activity but yes like you exclusively thrift and you're taking things away from other people you exclusively shop you know at forever 21 and these like companies that are terrible for the environment you lose there right like you have to diversify where you're getting your clothes and also don't be wasteful mm-hmm. don't be wasteful don't buy all these clothes you don't have to necessarily always be keeping up with these trends or even makeup makeup waste is makeup is so hard to dispose of oh my god makeup waste is so hard to dispose of my dad had a um my dad had a makeup a cosmetic company and after he passed away we had to dispose of all of his chemical waste all of it all the nail polish and everything it was such a headache mm-hmm. trying to find a place, find, trying to find a place that would take it, trying to find a place that would properly dispose mm-hmm. of it. Like chemical waste is so difficult to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So makeup too, reduce how much you're buying, right? Only buy certain pieces. Don't buy it just to buy it. Buy things that, you know, are lin- lon- longevitous. That's a word. <laughs> Buy things that will last you a long time. Pieces that you can reuse so you're not, you know, buying $100 hauls from fucking yeah. Sheen or Forever yeah. 21. I don't think anyone shops at Forever 21 anymore. Yeah. Sheen or Romwe or whatever. All, like, every two weeks. It's just, it's not yeah. necessary. One person, one person does not need that much, yeah. right? So thrift when you can buy from Everlane or like these eco-friendly companies when you can and you're not always going to be able to avoid an H&M sale right yeah. <laughs> you're not always going to be able to avoid PacSun right just diversify diversify where you're getting your things from and then like my dad's like big on has always been big on this too and mm. then I'm going to toot my horn a little bit, like Uh a little bit in later, but I just want to say just like how America and capitalism is, is like, buy, 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 always buy, buy, buy. Oh my God. Like the latest trends, the Mm -hmm. latest like clothing, like wasteful, all four seasons, fall, winter, spring, summer, like clothing lines, like what's in, what's out. It's so much. Mm -hmm. And then, but my dad and I, or my dad's kind of big on this where it's being minimalistic. Where it's just having just enough yeah. and not, like, overbuy things right. or buy objects. Right. Because you're probably just going to end up throwing it out down the line yes. when you move. Yes. And it's just going to go up in the garbage and stay in the garbage. And it's never going to be touched within, like, five, right. five years since you bought it. It's just right. going to be used once. And with clothes, too. And just, like, if you're doing, like, a spring cleanup thing or if you're mm. moving especially because... I didn't realize how much like stuff I had yeah. until one until I you moved move. here, and then when like my dad moved from Lancaster to Harrisburg, yeah. even that because like we still lived a pretty quote unquote minimalist, minimalistic mm. life where we didn't have that much. Mm-hmm. And if you would have walked in our old house before we moved and said, "Do you think this is a lot of stuff?" you'd probably say, "No, it's very like, right. like clean and very like non." You don't. You guys don't yeah, seem like yeah. a lot of objects. We had. We brought two tons of thing. Literally two tons of waste to like the garbage. That's crazy. Because uh-huh. we got this big box truck and we basically just loaded up the box truck with trash. With yeah. trash, and 
you know, little side note, it was kind of cool because we had to like call the government because like, oh wow, or like the local government or local mm. like trash authorities and saying right. that we're dumping, we have a box truck, box truck, and we're dumping trash, mm. and it's kind of interesting because they mark license plates there, so like if you have to give them the license plates of that box truck, and once you give it mm. then the license plate to them then that truck can't dump there anymore. Like, it can't oh. dump at the, any dump anymore. It's only one-time thing. Wow. Because it's so big. It's so and much. It's so much. Trying to limit the waste. Yeah. And plus money thing. It's right. a money thing as well, because, like, more weight you have, uh, more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, even, like, I feel like we were pretty minimalistic, but, like, we still had a lot of waste. But just bringing back to the point, like, Try to be minimalistic as much mm. as possible. Not like you, but like generally. Yeah. <laughs> but like, of course. being minimalistic is such like a key thing as well. Like buying mm. unnecessary things is such a problem right. within the U.S. And it's crazy how much things we just unnecessarily buy. Mm. And then when you're moving, moving and or like doing a spring clean, clean, it's important to give to Goodwill and or like other donation areas because yeah. so much can be donated. And which can help the community, exactly. cheaper things, but it limits waste in the landfill because people probably are, most people's thought process is too lazy to go to the Goodwill, but there's mm-hmm. like so many clothes that, unless if it's like freaking ragged, right. with like holes and stuff, yeah. don't throw that stuff out, yeah. give it to the Goodwill, and it's right. like, you can get tax benefits off of that, mm-hmm. or like have tax benefits for donating clothes yeah. and stuff and you get tax breaks so it doesn't it doesn't just benefit the community and the earth but you mm. can also make money quote right. unquote and benefit yourself yeah yeah so it's like very useful to when you are cleaning your house to mm-hmm. give to goodwill because it's so beneficial right and with that minimalistic like thing <laughs> I think that's a good cue to yeah. end the podcast. Yeah. Do you have anything to say or I I have no closing notes other yeah. than just care yeah. about the environment. Not yes. even the environment. Care about your fellow man, your fellow human. Yes. Right? We are all on this earth together. Yes. We have to take care of it. Okay. And each other. Yeah. Okay, I may interrupt the outro a little bit because there was one last topic that I wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, one last quick. I'll make this quick. I'll do five mm. minutes. Five or less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, like, I we talked about mostly everything that I wanted to talk about. But the last thing that I wanted to talk to, which was I wanted to talk to you earlier, but then it floated my head, mm-hmm. was, like, farming and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I don't have, like, much information or know of, like, the technicals about this. So, this is why mm-hmm. I'm wanting to keep this brief. Then I'm, we can end it because we have been recording for <laughs> an hour and almost 50 minutes Oh, now. wow. But it's farming as well. Like, if you can. That's, like, a whole nother problem with corporate farming mm-hmm. and just, like, individual farming. Yes. But if you can buy from individual farms. Right. Or, like, self-owning farms. Mm-hmm. That's better. There, There's a small push where people are starting to organically grow, mm-hmm. which using less chemicals. Mm. And there's this type of farming where 
basically they just don't put any chemicals within their farms mm-hmm. so they let the weeds grow within their farms and let like mosquitoes and bugs this yeah, actually just, like, grow yeah and one it's like the same amount if mm. they use pesticides if not more yeah they get like a crop per acre right and it's equivalent to using chemicals if not more and better Mm -hmm. um so one it's helping the environment not using chemicals and that chemicals is seeping into the dirt going into waterways and destroying the environment that way but it's kind of just like this small like little push for that and there are individual farmers Mm -hmm. or family-owned farms that are starting to make that push yeah to not use chemicals and those are the places where we should buy food from because mm-hmm. that's better for the environment where these corporate farms are freaking having airplanes with yeah. dropping on their farms to kill the pest to kill mm-hmm. the weeds which is a, the reason for that is because it's a lot easier to farm and it's a right. lot faster which makes more profit capitalism rearing its ugly head again yes uh-huh. but i just wanted to state that that because it's kind of like the corporate thing yeah. where you should be like, where you should be buying stuff giving you money supermarkets where like support that i think aldi's and then some fine new like not big corporate grocery stores around philly yeah that you can buy from but like if you are in a rural area just go to your like local like grocery farmers market farmers market yeah and i'm sure they're growing like a lot of like good crops that don't take as much chemicals but it's important to make that push towards that as well because mm-hmm. farming is contributing to the climate change yes a shit ton. yes just how we grow and then just how we use the land and mistreating yeah. the land that yeah. is being grown and it's just crazy so yeah. that was my wrapping thoughts Spiel. i don't have anything more to say mm-hmm. so we can end it here yeah that's yeah. it yeah thanks for uh joining my podcast oh, yeah. another episode yeah. in the books i love this job yeah. Yeah, we get you get paid pretty well. Yeah, I, I don't actually. Oh, I make don't. no money from uh, this. So, uh, then why are you doing it? Because, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just cut it. <laughs> I, yeah, you can just cut there. I literally, like, my brain cannot. <laughs>